Well, welcome to my living room. It's a very pretty living room. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Your styling is amazing. Thanks. <laughs> oh, well, it's good to have you guys here and, uh, and sharing your stories. I feel like this is, um, you know, we've been on a journey for a long time, so it's cool that we get to have this opportunity to sit and have a chat about some of the, the, the struggles and, you know, the realities of life. Um, so why don't you, first of all, Jake and Flick, just introduce yourselves, a bit about yourselves. Well, hi, I'm Jake. Um, yeah, so we've been involved in Oceans and what was Everlife for pretty much the very beginning. It's about two and a half years. November 2018. I think you're at three years now. Yeah, we're at three wow. years. Cool. Third birthday, yo. Um, yeah, and we kind of came across um, this church after a period of a little bit of pain in our life um, where we were just really questioning God's purpose for our life and... Um, uh, even if we should be in church at all. So, um, yeah. And what do you guys do in church? Like, what's your role? Um, so when we um, hooked up with Everlife Oceans, we were like, nah. We came out of nine months of not being at church. And we were like, we just want to, like, blend into the background. No one, I don't want anyone to know our names, blah, blah, blah. It didn't work like that. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we ended up just realising that we were built for, for church life and for leadership. And so um, I just started in the host and hospitality team and over the last three years I had a baby. Um, so now I'm, I'm serving in kids, um, which is awesome. And I'm also on the board as well. Yeah, and awesome. I'm our production team, which is a phenomenal uh, thing to be part of. Production team. So everything you see, the team's functioning without him right now, which is yeah, pretty incredible. I know. It's a big operation. I mean, my heart's like pounding out of my chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, you well, guys are doing great. Love you guys. They're doing great. They're killing it. Um, and Dave and Vangeline, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves? Hi, guys. I'm David. Evangeline. <laughs> and... Oh, we've been married for almost 14 years. I got married when I was five. I know. So. <laughs> Not quite. Um. <laughs> oh. And I was 10. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've been at Oceans for probably close to you guys as well. Who was first? Who was the OG? I think you guys might have squeezed in there. Um, We actually actually knew Flick and Jake. Well, more Flick before we came here, and then we just, yeah, stumbled into them. And we're like, hey. Yeah, there was like a connection already, but then it just bloomed even further. Yeah, that's great. And what do you guys do for work? Uh, I'm a carer, and Vangeline's a school teacher. Yeah, awesome. And I'm... And an awesome mum. And awesome. Yeah. Come on. You got two daughters. Yep. Two, Bethany two and Harmony. Yep. Harmony will be worship leading next year. That's totally. She's, she's already singing all the songs. She's she's almost four. Almost four. In November. Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So Jake and Flick, um, why don't we start with you guys? Why don't you just share a bit around the background of um, some yeah challenging times in your lives? Yeah. So um, I guess I'll start with saying that uh, people like to say that the first year of marriage is difficult thing to go through. Uh, for us, it was pretty much the first three years of marriage um, with a lot of like um, relationship challenges. Um, like To be real brutal, real um, open here, I was a youth pastor at the time and I went through a uh, pretty um, bad pornography issue. Um, so that really affected the both of us. 
Um, but then even, like I mentioned before, that we went through a period, um, pretty rough uh, period of time with um, church as well, getting real hurt um, through some issues that uh, went on in the past. And yeah, so, um, and, I, and I started uni as well, which is, yeah, pretty full on. Yeah, I think it was, um, you know, I grew up like thinking that marriage and everything, once you get married, everything just falls into place and it's just so wonderful and it's like the Disney princesses. Um, in many ways it is, but at the same time there's a hard reality that hit as well. And, um, and so we went through that and then coupled with all of the other extrinsic or external stuff that we were going through, um, I just think... I had to really, really surrender that idea before God of my marriage, of, of everything, of my relationships. And um, and so, yeah, that, that was a pretty tough thing. And then it all culminated in um, Jake. We, we decided together that um, Jake was going to go to uni, um, which was another big one because um, we just kind of were on one wage, <laughs> paying a mortgage and paying bills on one right, one wage. And just trying to live from week to week. And so through this time, it was really, really intense and just another added level of stress to our relationship. Um, yeah. More or less it. I mean, yeah, we, we, got, we were in points where we didn't know how we we're going to make like, ends meet type thing, you know. Um, so all of those issues kind of like came together and created one like massive thing, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it, it wasn't necessarily a specific moment, but it was, yeah, struggling. Time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And how did that affect you guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, honestly, a lot of trust um, was broken and a lot of trust had to be rebuilt. Um, yeah, I think that's, for me, that was the main thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we, during that time, like I said, my whole ideal of relationships, of marriage, of like even friendships at the time, because we, we did get, um, uh, we went through a church breakdown at the same time, Jake's childhood church, um, and with his family, with his parents and everything, and it was, it was really rough, and I felt like we had to grow up really quickly. Um, and so it was, it, was in, it was an intense time, like everything that you thought just kind of get ripped out from under you. Um, and you just start, I mean, it's so easy to build people up, build Jake up on a pedestal, my pastors, you know, my friends, um, and like all of that is just like, it can go in an instant. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, in that time, I pretty much just had to hold on to, to what God had, had promised. And it was a hard walk. It was a valley, a very deep valley. Um, but he's with me in the valleys, so... <laughs> yeah. That's so good. And yeah. so you were struggling at this moment, and um, you, you've been taken... Well, not taken out, but you found yourselves outside of community mm. um, in your first few years of marriage. Yeah. Um, what got you through that? Oh. Um, look, it was a struggle, like, I think, at the first, because we, um, we were a bit um, full... Like, we were full-on in our other church as well. Um, and so I, th I remember the first the first Sunday that we had off, Jake was like, people are out on a Sunday? Like, this is what they do. They have brunch. And it was like... But honestly, the novelty wore off really quickly. Like, I think within two months, we were just a bit restless. And, 
and we just were like, this is this is no no way to live life. Um, and we just we wanted to be around people like minded and um, and just people to uplift you. Like it's it's hard walking through something by yourself. Like let me tell you, it's really it's a it's not worth it. Um, and so when we found church, like it was yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. I guess, um, yeah, it, honestly, it, it felt, uh, you asked me how, how did we get through that, but honestly, it didn't feel like we were getting through it at the time, you know, um, and I, I remember trying to go back to church one day, and I shared this a couple of days ago with some people, um, and I drove into, I drove into a car park of a church, and I had a physical, like, full-on panic attack, just going, nah, stuff this, and... <laughs> Yeah, that was the uh, motion of my steering wheel as we exited the church. Um, <laughs> it, it was a scary. It was scary because I'd grown up in church. Church was a massive thing for me, and to not even want to be there was, I don't know, really like, impacted on my heart and spirit. You know, um, but yeah, I've got, I've got it. We've, we've both got kind of like a scripture, and a kind of that's what this whole purpose is: is what how do we hook our, uh, what do we hook our faith into? Um, We've both got different ones, though, for different aspects of this uh, like time in our life. Um, so I'll, I don't know, maybe let Flip go first. Um, so I'm, I mean, when like exactly what Jake said, when you're in it, you're just like wondering and going back to the like questioning God and and His purpose for your life and like wondering how are, how are we going to get through this? This is going to be really rough. Um, and something that just stuck out to me was Romans eight twenty eight. And it's the, the scripture that says, We know that in all things God works for good with those who love him, those whom he has called according to his purpose. And so I guess the turning point for us was, um, and like when, you, when you're going through it, it's not like you just have this epiphany of like, oh my gosh, everything's going to be all right. It's like literally living out that hope is an anchor for my soul. And it's remembering the promises of God. It's stepping out and speaking out in faith. Um, with the promises of God, even when we don't feel like it, even when we feel like the waves are like crashing in and we don't know whether we're going to, you know, make the next mortgage payment, how we're going to eat food and stuff. But like when we were through it and we, we look at now that people, people handed us envelopes of cash. Um, we had really good friends of ours, like drop off like a thing of groceries just one week because they had extras and they were thinking of us and like you know in those moments like God just provided in a huge huge way and it reaffirmed his promises for us which I guess kind of links to mine so my um the scripture that I kind of hold um I I hooked my faith into is from Matthew 6 26 34 and I won't read the whole thing because it's pretty long um but essentially it's Jesus um saying like look at the birds of the air of the flowers of the field um if he provides for the birds if he provides like the clothing for the uh, flowers like how much more is he going to take care of us um and it kind of ends um with uh for your, uh, for your heavenly father knows that you need them but first and most importantly seek aim at and strive after his kingdom and his righteousness his way of doing things and being right and all these things will be given to you also and then it just finishes so do not worry about tomorrow for to, uh, for each day has enough trouble of its own and I just yeah I just knowing that God's got the next day and the next day and it's kind of just making sure that you've got your eyes focused on him first and foremost and that's what's going to get you through because then God's going to provide everything else that you need whether it is like 
physical things like cash and uh, groceries and things like that, or if it's just peace and forgiveness and things like that, you know, God's going to provide those things. So, yeah. That's really good. I love what you said about you don't necessarily feel it in the moment, but you hooked yourself into that, and that's what pulled you through. And, uh, and then you, in hindsight, in hindsight, that's when you begin to see, oh, you know, those things were perfectly laid out in front of me. And, uh, and so that's really good. So an encouragement to people here that are struggling is that for you guys, it didn't feel, that, that promise didn't make you feel good in the moment. It didn't, you know, give you daisies and roses, but it, um, it hooked you into a, a true faith, a solid foundation. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you like explain a bit about you know where you are now and, and how those promises have been fulfilled in your life? Um, I suppose back then, I mean, we just spoke about that, but um, like God really provided for those times and the physical needs. Like I think when we when we're going through that stuff. And it's, it is the little stuff. And you're like, God, like I don't know how I'm going to do that. And then he comes through on the tiny stuff. It just kind of builds your faith for the big things. And you're like, man, God has got this, you know. And it just constantly reaffirmed that he is a good, good father. And that he knows you, he sees you, and that, well, us at the time. But he sees you and he wants to provide for you. Um, and so I think for us now, I think... The, the best thing about it, we have a saying that's come out of this, which I think it's, it's a bit of a, a known saying and it can be quite cliche, but we live it and it's we're blessed to be a blessing. And like, honestly, we, we get to look, look back then. And we, when I was going through it, I felt like, man, God, I just really want a new pair of shoes. But like when you don't have the, the cash for like paying mortgage bills, we sacrificed a lot, a lot, a lot. And when, you, when you're sacrificing week on, week in, week out, you're like, God, how am I going to, you know, is this all worth it? And so now I suppose we have more than enough. Um, and just to put it in real terms for you, I went, Jake graduated. He got a job straight out of uni, which for teaching, I don't know if you know, but you have to re- like apply for your job every year and it's a bit of a harrowing process. But he got one in an awesome school right across the road, <laughs> and which really came in handy because we'd sold our second car to pay for a mortgage payment like the end of, the end of um, when he was going through prac. So, um, and then when I went back from maternity leave, I got um, promoted because my boss was made redundant um, and I got like a 30 grand pay increase. <laughs> Which was like, it was just incredible. And so, like, honestly, all glory to God. It's nothing that we've done. It's purely. And, like, we know that it's it's for his glory. So, yeah. yeah. That's so good. Do you just want to say something, oh, I was, Anything to add? I, no, I was just only going to say that because of all those things, like Flick said, we are blessed to be a blessing. Like, and that's something that we really value in our lives. Um, like, starting with our tithes, and but then, like, we're, through all that pain and all that stuff, we were still faithful and still like, uh, well, maybe not when we were <laughs> out of church, but um, certainly when we got back into church, we were, we were faithful with our tires, even though it was really hard, you know. Um, and I think, yeah, even though we had, like, there was a time where we had like 60 cents in the bank account, actually $100.60, and um, we were leading, or Flick was leading the host and hospitality team at the time and helping out with the after party, and Shaf would go, oh, hey, can you go, um, go get all the stuff? For after party, 
cost hundred dollars, yeah. leaving us with sixty cents. But then, like, it was because of that sacrifice that God came through, and it was one of those weeks that we had someone say, "Yeah, here's the money." Um, but then, like, John Graham, I don't know where you are, but you guys were such such a blessing through that time in our dinner party as well. Um, you, you're right there. <laughs> I'm going to point you out. But you guys, um, it, there was just weeks where we were like, man, we can't bring anything. Yeah. We, can't, we can't offer anything for, you, for our dinner party. And they were just like, no, don't stress. Don't stress. Sweat, stress? <laughs> yeah, sweat and stress. Um, but, and they were just like, yeah, we, we've got this, you know. And that was just such a blessing to us as well and like, made a huge impact on our lives as well. So. That's awesome. And uh, I love that because, you know, um, Graham and Joe's blessing turned into a blessing to you, which now you guys are a blessing yeah. for, for us. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. Thanks, guys. Dave and Evangeline, why don't you um, begin to share a bit about your background and, and your struggles in your life? Um, well, I, I just quickly background before. I, I grew up in a Christian home. And my, um, I had great parents, and I think when I was about 18 years old, I turned away from God and started um, pretty much a road of destruction of my own life and just going down drugs and um, just partying and just doing what I wanted to do until I pretty much came to a place where I nearly OD'd, um, ended up in hospital and in a bad place. And just I remember when I was doing that, I gave my heart over to God and, and stuff like that. And so then I... Um, went to church and um, started this process of becoming a Christian and, um, well, became a Christian that day and then, and then yeah, just working. So about two years into my walk with God, I ended up walking to Evangeline's church where she was and, uh, no, you know, she, she noticed me across the room and I was like... <laughs> We actually, our families know one another really well, and so it was like a yeah, family mutual thing. But it was funny because we um, we first kind of noticed one another. I think when we I went to a youth alive event or something like that, and um, yeah, yeah, two thousand yeah, three, and then Evangeline was in front of me, and she turned around. Hi, my name is Evangeline. Hi, how are you going? And then we saw each other at church that ne- that next week. And she came running across the room to sort of to see me. And then I was like, what's your name again? <laughs> anyway, got a room. Anyway. And then... Anywho, we started dating not long after that. And um, we had, you know, it was really good in church, uh, in this church setting, going out with friends and stuff like that. Um, until they came to a point where... We, we, we went out together and we kind of fell into a bit of a, uh, we fell into sexual sin. And before that got any further, I remember going into, uh, I went to my pastor and um, went into him and said, oh, look, I need help. I, I, I don't want to go down this road um, and all that sort of stuff. And instead of like giving me grace and love and, and just keep putting, putting his arms around me and helping me, um, I got named and shamed from this church and so I had to answer the older call and people had to see me and I lost, I was a worship drummer at the church and stuff like that and so, I, I, and they, all of my uh, credibility in one sense kind of got like shunned and I was, I was, yeah, I felt really small, I felt, I felt like crap really 
And so that and that created like a real bitterness inside my own heart towards the church, towards God. Um, and yeah, and so from, from that, um, I pretty much, we, we left church um, not long after that. And um, yeah, that's pretty much the background. That's the background. Yeah. yeah. I can keep going. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, why, why don't you tell us, um, maybe, Evangeline, what, like, you know, how that impacted you guys as well? Um, again, yeah, sure being, being taken out of community. Um, um, it was, like? yeah, it was just a really hard time. I think, like, because we both grew up in that church. That was the only church that I knew. David had actually gone to other churches and then came back to that church. So just to sort of lose your whole world that you knew, sort of like what Flick said, it just all sort of ripped away from us. Um, and I had just graduated high school at the time as well, so that was a big transition time for me. So, yeah, just really lonely time. Um, like David said, we ca- became a bit bitter. A um, lot, like, lot of condemnation on ourselves and rejection, really. Um, and, then yeah, we were just sort of dating outside of the church and doing our own thing, um, but just really aimless, didn't know where to go, what to do sort of thing, Yeah. And then, and then you got engaged. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what sort of happened after that? And, and so, um, yeah. Un, unbeknownst to Evangeline, I started, so I, I turned away, we turned away from God, we were doing our own thing outside of church, and I just pretty much opened up all the same old doors that I came, came away from. So I started doing drugs again, even heavier drug, drugs on the side. Um, and um, I didn't yeah, know. Oh. And Evangeline didn't know. Evangeline didn't know any of that um, until, like, obviously, I just, I just became, and we, our relationship completely changed. It wasn't like it was. I wasn't a godly man anymore. I was pretty much doing things on my own ambition and doing things very selfishly, and yeah. And so that's where our relationship was at at that stage. Yeah. So before we got engaged, it was probably like six months um, before that. We just sort of came to a crossroads, and we were like. Um, well, we don't want to keep, like, you know, going out with each other, um, like, outside of God's will, really, because we fell in love with each other when we were both serving God. And like David just said, he fell into drugs and, like, hard drugs. I didn't even know about till like, 10 years later, to be honest. Um, and it was just, yeah, like, he wasn't the man I fell in love with. So we were like, well, what do we do? Do we go back to the church that we were shunned from? We didn't really want to go there. We were trapped and we didn't know where to go. So, um, but, yeah, we just wanted to know that we wanted to... Um, when we got engaged, we knew that we needed to get back into God's will for our life and just find the right church community, really. So we prayed that God would send the right community or someone would tell us about church somewhere that we could go to. Um, and that's, yeah, pretty much what we did. Yeah, awesome. And, and yeah, maybe tell us what, what happened next. Um, was there a gap time between that prayer and the answer? So there was a time where I, th- yeah, probably about six months or so, and then I, I think my mum, my mum and dad suggested to go to my grandparents' church at that time, and yeah, like I said, like I, I wasn't the right person for Evangeline anymore, and I wanted to start to change my life and start to get back into God and stuff like that, um, and so yeah, I became yeah, I just remember going to his church one day and. Um, 
That's all right. Um, did you want to know the scripture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's sort of tied. Well, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> it's it's tied. Yeah, it's tied into why we sort of started going to his grandfather's church. Yeah. So you share that. So yeah. this scripture is pretty much uh, a an inheritance kind of passed down scripture from my dad's grandma um, back in the day, and so it kind of it's pretty much at the start, it's Isaiah Isaiah um, fifty nine. 21 and the scripture is pretty much about falling into sin and 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 the and um uh the outcomes of falling into sins and then what you can do when you when you come out of that sin and start to give your life back over to god and it says this it says and this is my covenant with them says the lord my spirit will not leave them and neither will these words i have given you they will be on your lips and on your lips of your children and your children's children forever. I, the Lord, have spoken. And that was Isaiah 59. And, um, yeah, so those, those scripture, that scripture was passed down on my family. To, to, and then I kind of wanted to start to live in that sort of thing and into that inheritance and into that. And, and obviously into my relationship with Evangeline and obviously into the future with our girls and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, so at that time we started going to his grandfather's church and it was worlds apart from the church that I'd grown up in and the only church I'd experienced. So um, they welcomed us in with loving arms. Like Schaefer always says, um, you belong before you believe. So we sort of had to re you know, figure out who God was again and who Jesus was. Um, but they just welcomed us in and, and we really belonged. And, you know, they invited us onto the worship team and it was just an awesome time. Um, and we'd actually made a decision six months before we got married um, to uh, just to get back to that sexual purity before we got married. We wanted to lay that right foundation. So, um, and they just really helped us with that, supported us, encouraged us. Um, we were accountable to them. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. Such a cool verse as well. Yeah. Um, maybe break down, like, you know, how has that verse carried throughout your lives as well? Um, because, you know, now looking two years, sorry, multiple years, um, you know, backwards uh, into that, how has that carried through and how has that sort of been fulfilled as well? Um, I think, yeah, we just always held on to it. And I think, like, in whatever transition season, like obviously you go through so many transitions as a couple and when you've been married for a while, um, I know there's couples here who've been married a lot longer than us or a lot less. Um, but just to sort of like try and see the bigger picture and we always know that we don't see the big picture, God sees the bigger picture. But remembering that our choices don't just have an immediate impact on us but actually on our, f- our future generations, like on our children. Like we have two daughters now and if we didn't make that right decision back then... If we didn't go back into, step back into God's will for our life, would we still be together? Would we still have our girls? And it's just amazing to see, like, his promises keep being revealed. Like, it wasn't just when we got married and joined the church. We've got two beautiful girls. Harmony loves the Word of God. She's almost four. She remembers the Scripture. She remembers the, the characters. She analyzes the stories. Like, it's just amazing. Like, the Word of God is on her lips now. And now she's going to spread it to other people. And Bethany as well, like... Yeah, so it's just, we just hold on to that and just remember that God's ways are higher. And yeah, it's part, it's part of his bigger plan for us, really. Yeah, and, and obviously going through that, going through that period where I was at and then 
making that decision like, no, we're getting back to church, we're going back to church, we're going to, and then I'm going to start to, I started doing a Bible study with my grandfather because unbeknownst to me, two years after I think we started going there, he passed away. And so that inheritance is sort of one of those things that I felt like I knew he was, he was getting a little bit older and I I felt like I wanted to grab that relationship with him and, and get that blessing and getting that sort of like, um, that yeah, that blessing over my life, and um, yeah, so from doing that, then we got married, and he was able to pray for us over our lives and stuff like that. And that scripture is such a big basis of my inheritance, and and that prayer that he prayed over us when we got married and stuff like that was just such a huge blessing to our future. Yeah, I love that. It's very future focused as well, um, you know. And the, the, the work through the hard time has left a legacy that, yeah, as you said, Harmony, Bethany, but also their kids will inherit. And it's, it's awesome. So the, the struggle and, I guess, hooking your faith into God through that struggle has really built something that will go beyond you guys, which is really cool. So why don't you tell me, tell me um, or tell us what you have learned about God and God's character um, through that journey? Well, the first thing I've learned about God's journey, he's, he's a graceful God. And so coming from that way that I, you know, being, being embarrassed at church and stuff like that, that's not what God's all about. And that's not what our church is all about. And multiple churches that I went to after that other church. And so I actually experienced, experienced God's love through new leaders and stuff like that. And I think that's what I pretty want to, in one sense, want to share. Like, not all leaders are going to, you know, name and shame you if you, if all those sort of things. And, um, and yeah, and like, be able to be um, open to your leaders about any sort of sexual sin or anything like that. Um, because, man, God can help you. God can help us. God, you know what I mean? If we just lean into one another. And I think from, from having the bad side effects of that, I know what it's like in one sense, so. Yeah, um, yeah, like I said before, just like re-configuring, um, I don't know if that's the word, just who God was to me, like growing up, he was like, he was my father, but he was more like a authoritative father, like these are the rules, follow them, it's performance-based, if you stuff up, well, you know, you're just going to feel shame over it and everyone needs to know sort of things. So it was just learning that, like David said, he's a gracious father and, um, like, doesn't excuse us. Like, we can't just make whatever choices, but we can do it in a way that we know that they're not so much rules, but they're standards to live by because he loves us so much and because he wants the best for us. And, like, and not just God and Jesus, but the Holy Spirit. Like, we have access to the Holy Spirit to guide us and give us wisdom. So just, yeah learning that really and knowing that it's not just me trying to perform and trying to do it in my own strength. And even now I'm just learning that every day being a parent too. And yeah, and that that even, I love that that ties into the scripture as well, that my spirit will not leave you. And even in that struggle um, that you found that, that, you know, um, went through a really challenging time, but the spirit of God did not leave your side. He's actually guided and molded through the process to even greater blessing and fruitfulness and And so I love that promise of God and, and the way it's been um, fulfilled. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. So, um, Dave Evangeline, why don't you share, like, what would you say to other people um, that are going through a similar thing? Uh, 
Um, yeah, I think just, yeah, trusting God that his, like I said before, that his plans and his ways are higher than your ways and you might not see the next step, uh, whether it be like you're engaged to get married or you're in a season where you don't have a partner or you're in a season where you're like, is this the right church for us? Just hook in and know that his, his ways are higher than your ways, um, especially in those transition times. And just grab those key scriptures, what this whole series is about, and just meditate upon those and bring them back to your mind every time you doubt and think, oh my goodness, what's happening in my life sort of thing, meditate upon those. Um, but with that as well, just two things, no, three things. Um, three points. Uh, like it is still about denying your flesh. Like we had to choose to deny our flesh as we were engaged before we got married. So it does have such a greater impact if you yield yourself unto the spirit. And that is so hard, but it's, it's a powerful decision for yourself and for those around you. Um, and just get into church community, I find, and discover who Jesus is again. Rediscover your first love in Jesus and get back to being fascinated by who he is. And um, yeah, find a team to belong to. Find that family through that team um, and stay in his word. That's a lot of tips, but it's pretty much our church mission, value, whatever they call it. (laughs) Well, I, I, well, awesome, baby. That was awesome. (laughs) Out of anything, mine's personal. It's like, I know that if I do things that I want to do, I'm pretty of a bit of a screw up. I do things really selfishly and and sneaky and I completely, you know, when I turn my heart over away from God and give it, you know, and I'm all in one way or all in the other way. And that, that you know, from going back into church and going back out, like I just, I know that God's way is way better than my way. Because if I keep following my way, I'm just going to end up in, oh, I don't know, in a ditch somewhere. Because I know if I give my heart, whole heart over to God, I know he's just got my blessings every day. He's got my back. And I know in saying that, just coming into a church setting, that gives me that foundation to keep going in my walk with God. So, yeah. And, and yeah, and shame, I think, can disconnect you from those things as well that Evangeline was talking about. Like, it can disconnect you from community and it can, like, turn, turn you away from getting connected in and turn you away from the promises of God. Um, but yeah, that encouragement to break that down and to turn the other way and actually say, no, I'm not going to go my own way and go down this path, but actually hook myself in um, to, to the promises of God, but even also community and team and people that will, that will work to hook you into that as well. So I, like yeah. so I think, it, yeah, it's a personal responsibility. Someone yeah. said the other day, like, cut it off. Cut it off, run away from any sort of, you know, temptation that's leading you down that track. But then in that, find that community. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And Jake and Flick, um, reflecting on your story, what would it be? Uh, what would be your encouragement to other people that are struggling with that? Yeah, I guess for us, um, like worry and anxiety is no longer a problem for us because we know that God's going to provide. Um, so I guess for people who like struggle with those kinds of things, like just know that God's on your side. Hey, um, and like in that scripture, it says. He's going to take if he takes care of the birds and the lilies of the field. He's going to take care of you so much more, and that's not just in the physical. That's in your mental. That's in your spirit. That's in everything. You know, Um, yeah. And he's just come through too many times. So just, I guess it's the same as what uh, Evangeline said. Just trust in God because he's got your back always. Yeah, 
I think for me, it's the... I'll just look back and someone said to me once and it just is it's resonated with me and it's stuck with me that when we're in the mess of life that when we're going through really tough times or just questioning things it's like we're looking at a tapestry up close but when we zoom out we can actually see the beautiful artwork that God has actually it may look naughty it may look gross it may look but when we zoom out we can actually see God's handiwork and God's artistry and so like just just and test him like like trust him but test him ask him for those little things it may seem stupid it may seem he doesn't have time for he cares he cares church honestly I can't even can't even tell you how many times he's come through and even in those small tiny seemingly insignificant moments but yeah that's the thing that's that's stuck with us I'm just going to say just on top of that um at conference Pastor Mark Farragese was talking about um simplifying our faith Mm. you know and like Flick said, just asking for little things, you know, because like, he does care about every uh, like insignificant portion and every significant portion of your life. So, yeah, so and I love like, that testing. Yeah, yeah. Test. like why why say God's no friend when he can yeah. actually he's actually encouraged you to yeah. reach out to him for him to be the answer. That God's ultimate goal in your life is for him to be the hope of your life. Yeah. And so as we yeah simplify it, simplify those those things and take away all the you know things that can stop us and get in the way and just say, hey God, I need help with this really small thing um, or these really big things as well. I think that's great. And just quickly on that, it may not look like you think it'll look. <laughs> so good. So just keep that in mind. Is that our like Vange said, our ways and nothing compared to God's. And so he may deliver some things in ways that we had no idea and it's not how we wanted it to look at the time, but know that at the end of the day, he is working all things for the good according to his purpose, according to his purpose and just surrendering that time and time again. Awesome, so good. Hey, thank you guys for sharing. Um, I know this is really hard, but we really appreciate you. I think using... You know, you've come out. You've come out of your struggles and tough times with renewed faith and even greater faith. I love the story of you know, um, not a story, but when you break your bone and it goes to heal, it knits itself back stronger. And uh, I think the struggles and, and tough times that you've been through with God has made your faith stronger and your hope stronger. But you're not only just keeping that for yourself; you're using that to actually build our faith and build our hope in God. And so I encourage. You guys, let's not just listen to these stories and say that that was nice. But let's take it, take away renewed faith, stronger faith into the promises of God. Let's hook ourselves in and, and those simple things of, of hooking ourselves into those promises of God, meditating on them, but also getting around community. It's really good. Hey, can we thank these guys? Awesome. Why don't we just stand to our feet as these guys are making their way off stage? You know, there's a, there's a lot of things um, in our lives that can be like that. Maybe you're struggling with the same things that these guys did. Uh, maybe there are trials that you're in, challenges that you're in, that you feel like you're really struggling with, that, that, that are overwhelming you. You almost feel like you're drowning. Um, I want to encourage you, let's, let's actually meditate on those promises of God. Hook ourselves into those, and they will be the firm foundation that when the storms come, we won't be knocked around. But uh, people who are struggling in this place, 
Uh, I'm just going to ask Evangeline just to pray over those people. Um, if that's you, or, um, you know, if you feel comfortable in this place, if you want God's strength and His His promises to be fulfilled in your life, if you have any sort of need like that, why don't you just be really bold and put your hands out in front of you as Evangeline prays for us tonight? Um, I wasn't going to share, but the other night I was at conference, the final night when Jake was just saying, um, Pastor Mark, Pastor Mark Varagese, and keeping it simple. So in the altar call or the ministry time, I was just praying and just sort of saying, like, I want to get out of the way. I, I always overcomplicate things. It must be my brain. Um, and he, he sent a, a 10-year-old girl who said to me, um, I'm seeing a purple flower with green spines around it and gold around the edges. Does that mean anything to you? And to be honest, at that time, I didn't mean anything to me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to write it down, though, because it might come to me. I might find something at home. Um, I've got two little girls. There's flowers everywhere. So I went back home. And that day, I was doing coloring in with my daughter. And I went, I found the coloring the next day. And there was a flower on a page. It's all Disney princesses. And who's seen the movie Brave? Okay, so Merida, Scottish um, heritage. Anyway, so the purple, the flower, I colored it in the wrong flower. I just did my own thing. And I found the sticker. And is meant to be a purple flower, and it has green spines around it, and it's the Scottish thistle. And so this girl had spoken to me about this flower, and then I was like, anyway, I'm still figuring out what it means. But basically, this flower is a weed that grows everywhere, and I think it ties in with what we're talking about. It just weathers the storm, and whether God's trying to say, you know, you are resilient like this flower, you can weather the storm, and. Um, and be brave. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But it was just amazing that she spoke this to me and, you know, in this conference of how many people. So, yeah, I just want to encourage you with that as well to, yeah, let's pray. Thank you, Father, that you know exactly what we need and when we need it, even if we don't know. And we just pray that we would have the courage to be brave in whatever season that you have for us that you've commanded us to be strong and to be courageous. And, and to be honest, we probably don't feel like it many times. We may be weak from the storms of life, whether that be um, sickness or, or financial hardships or, or just being lost with no direction or whether that be mental health issues um, or just being far from loved ones at this time. We just pray that you would just strengthen us with your supernatural strength and give us the energy we need for each and every moment, that we would trust our lives and just trust you with our lives, um, that you have each and every step, that you order our steps and that you see our days, that you see, you know, the number of hairs upon our head and you see the beginning to the end and that you surround us. And we thank you that we can walk forward um, and be brave and bold and courageous that with you by our side that we can weather these storms of life and we thank you that you will just give us peace and wisdom and when we don't know where to go we don't know what to say and we don't know how to feel that we wouldn't be led by our feelings that we would be led by your Holy Spirit that your Holy Spirit would guide us and give us the words and, and just give us those scriptures that you would send people into people's lives just to encourage them and give them a scripture or to just let them know that they're on the right path. And if we're not on the right path, that you would tell us in some way and, and help us to get back on the right path. And I thank you for each and every person in this place that is just surrendering their, their lives unto you right now and surrendering their ways unto your ways right now. And we thank you for the fruit that we will see from this moment forward. 
as we surrender our lives and hook into your promises that are always yes and amen, always yes and amen. You have such good things for us. You are a good God and we can look back and see you're a faithful God as well. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.